Hey, so, our question: Are you the? Are you one of the crazy mm-hmm. psychopaths that actually watched Barbie and Oppenheimer at the same fucking time? I watched. Uh, I watched both of them. Yes, the, I watched on the same day. Yes, I watched. Uh, I watched Oppenheimer at uh, two fifteen p.m. Uh-huh. It ended at almost six. Um, I got lunch. And then I saw Barbie at 8 p.m. Do you was that enough time to like calm down from Oppenheimer and get ready for Barbie? Honestly, Oppenheimer did not affect me emotionally as more as uh, a lot. Uh huh. Um. So I was it was good. I was good to go. Jesus Christ! Respect you. Yeah. I want you to not respect you. <laughs> Great. Me- um, yeah. did, did I ever tell you when I saw The Dark Knight Rises for the first time, it was in a triple feature? Yeah, you told me. That yeah. was a long fucking night. A great night, but a long fucking night. Because I think the only time that I've done something like this is uh, I saw the when the second Hunger Games movie came out, uh-huh. they did a thing where like they did the same thing. like They showed the first one and then they showed the second one. Fair. I did that, but I don't remember doing it since. Um, I remember I also did for the last Harry Potter film they did the Deathly Hallows part one and then they showed part two but it was like it was like the Harry Potter club of the RGV rented out an entire theater and I managed Mm -hmm. to get snag tickets so it was a group of like 30 nerds that were hanging out doing giveaways and bolt shooting the shit it was awesome nice Uh, I wanted to do the the eight feature where they did the first four films on one day and the next four films the next day but the closest place that was doing it was Austin Jesus Christ um no it's it's this was enough this was fine i'm also <laughs> like like my butt was gonna hurt if i stayed too long there. um before we start i wanted to bring something up if that's cool with you do it um all right so uh two things one i want to commend you for that video that you did on the strike for the channel uh, because we didn't tell you to do it. You did it by yourself. You just posted you, it because you wanted you, to. You kind of got me to do it. You were the one that was like, we should talk about this. I was like, you know what? He's right. We should. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to bring up. I think, uh, well, the, 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 uh, the writer's union, the actor's union has been really kind and they dedicated a, a section of their website to, uh, the people who go online and talk about movies. And to let to let us know specifically that yes, it's okay if we still talk about movies. Like that's not something bad, but that the attention still needs to be brought to them. So mm-hmm. I wanted to propose something here. First, it was great that you did that video. I think everyone should check that out because you you really summarize everything in a really concise manner. So that's that's really good. Um, I think until the strike ends, mm-hmm. I think while the strike is still going on. I think just in solidarity with the writers and the actors and everyone involved, mm-hmm. the bit before every episode, I think we should like do a quick reminder of what is happening and why it's happening. And uh, mm-hmm. to sh- I think that's the most solidarity that we can, that we can show because I mean, we can, we gotta still talk about movies. Like that's, that's our thing, but we gotta show respect to those people. So, um, just a reminder: like everyone's probably already like aware. And if you're, and if you've had your fit, if you had your fail, and you're like, "Oh, come on, I know, I know about this," skip, fast forward. Like, we'll we'll get to talk about the movie. 
but this is important. I think it needs to be addressed. So uh, just a reminder, we stand with with WGA. We stand with the Actors Union. We are with them. Uh, If I lived there, I would go and honk and everything, but... You know, there's only so much that we can do. I would like, if it's okay with you, can we add like a link in the? Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, yeah, I'll add it, just... I'll add it uh, to the on the YouTube channel and on our uh, podcast. I'll try to include a link there that we can kind of go to the same page to see what the issues are because there are important issues. Um, yeah, this is the first time we're having a conversation about the topic. Do you want to talk about it right now? Like we can. I like, mean, we can we... condense it. I mean, just condensed, like the writer's strike is happening because the wages are not uh, right. They're not appropriate. They are not coming with, with the rise of streaming. And sadly, with the rise of AI, the, there is a very real danger that opposes uh, these writers. They were not being pe- compensated correctly. A lot of these writers used to make their money on reruns. And now that's kind of impossible with streaming. And there's also like this real danger of like a lot of media getting lost because there's no physical releases anymore and uh, uh some digital shows are can be completely wiped out from one day to another and they can be lost and these are the livelihoods these are the things and if you've ever created art you know that it's if it's close to your heart like you won't do it for free because that is the dream like it is the dream to like live like create art and, and, and live off it so why wouldn't we support the people that that are in charge of that. So my heart is with them. I I, I support them wholeheartedly. Uh, if we have to get to a point where we have to review like books or or, or, or video games, yeah. uh, it's fine. I mean, if we if, if we go through like a a six to seven eight month uh, period where we're nothing new or good releases because of this, then so be it. As long as they get paid correctly, I'll use that time to go back to the backlog and see everything that I didn't see. We um, th- there's a big ass backlog of films that we never talked about like yeah i'm i'm talking we can go as far back as men in black the godfather we can spend an hour every week to shit talking executives because lord knows i have plenty of ammunition um, yeah also yeah, so a real quick reminder that ceos are not your friends and they're, they're food. Not friends of mine yeah they're not friends so they are food our friends are food go ahead eat the rich um <clears throat> what's called there, there is some positive news to come out of all this. Um, a development that just happened today. So, as we know, there's the writer strike that started, right, and then the actor strike, and there was actually about to be a strike for UPS. Uh, I don't know if you know about this. Do you know about it? Or not? I did. I did. They're, they're yeah. putting a t- a ten day strike. They were, but uh, management gave in to their demands. already they were like yes okay what do you want because it was said to be the i think they said it was going to cost them like seven billion dollars can you imagine 10 days of no packages that's why they were like yeah we can't do this so significant pay raise and every single ups truck will now be required to be fitted with uh with an ac system which believe it or not was not a requirement before Cannot that, believe that was not a requirement. Yeah, and and like they'll tell you, oh, it's because it's it's uh it's logistically they're gonna burn more gas and they're always opening the door and the, shut the fuck up. Like I guarantee you, the low man on the totem pole at the local UPS works harder than the fucking CEO making fifty million a year. I guarantee nothing, you that. Nothing but respect for my boys in blue. I agree. <laughs> 
um, so yeah, I mean, the fact that they give in, maybe that's a good sign that Wall Street's like, uh, we can't. Because also, Netflix uh, stock dropped, and so did yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery. They've yeah. already started to drop. So I think that's a good sign. Pay your fucking writers. That's it. That's that's the bottom line. That's the end of the the thing. And yes, we're they're being. If you think they're being annoying about it, we're gonna be annoying about it as well. We're oh, gonna, gonna be more we're annoying. Gonna, we're gonna start and end every episode with this because it's a uh, it's the it's what we can do at the moment, and uh, we're gonna share the links, and we're hoping uh, that change is coming, and they best be ready for it. Gorillas lyrics. Um, okay, so that's that's the issue of the strike. <laughs> you want to talk about Barbie? <laughs> Let's go, Barbie. Let's oh, go God. party. Oh God. Let's go party. Ah, uh, Chema, hit the intro. <clears throat> Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. I'm Eddie. Hi, Ken. And this is <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> Uh, she's everything, he's just Ken. Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get a chance to get to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. So this is the new movie directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferreira, uh, Kate McKinnon, uh, Will Ferrell, and a bunch of other uh, colorful actors are played several versions of Barbie and Ken. Um, this was written by Gerwig, her husband, and also writer director Noel Bumbach. Uh, they've been a, they've been a team for for a long time, and this is a, a new collaboration that they've done. Uh, Greta Gerwig uh, has kind of been rising in the indie scene with uh, her um, A twenty four debut Lady Bird, and then big studio movie Little Women, and then now. Uh, Barbie. Little by little, she's been getting the keys to the kingdom and just delivering delivering masterpiece after masterpiece. And I think Barbie is like her most, I think, accessible movie or like the movie that will be like the, the big moneymaker. Because I think right now it's standing at like, what, 400 million in like her it's first made, couple of days? Here, let me let me help you with this, Chema. It's made yeah. more money in the last four days than Black Adam did in four months. <laughs> but I'm ta. Yeah, I can take shots on myself. I'm secure. I am enough. You are can. <laughs> um. Yeah. So speaking of that, so the, so I've been telling you for months that this movie was gonna be existential as shit. That it was gonna be like heavy. That the topics were gonna be were, were gonna be very very intense. Uh, all of Greta's movies are about like the different dynamics between women like Lady Bird is about a mother and a daughter little women are about the sisters uh Francis Ha is about like friendship and this one is about like the woman's place in the world and how they're perceived and they're using Barbie as like a method an instrument to tell this to tell the story but it also uh, is about like a lot of other heavier themes so before we talk about the movie I think it's valid to mention the fact that this was a fucking event that yes, yes, the, the, there is like the Barbenheimer thing, there is like the the double feature thing, but dude, it's been not since like th th this whole year. I've been to the movies at least once a week every like this whole year. Like I've been to the movies so much 
Mm-hmm. Only three times during the entire year have I seen it full. And that's for Mario, that's for Spider-Verse, and that's for this one. Mm-hmm. Getting in, just walking into the theater for this one felt like I was in a queue line for like a roller coaster. It was full. More than it was full. People were hyped. <laughs> Everyone in my theater was wearing pink. Um, there was so much hype. Uh, and, and also, like, I'll just point this out. I haven't been in a movie theater f- with so many women at the same time. <laughs> like, like, I just can't believe that it's it's happening. Like, little by little, like, it covered. And I love that this was a thing that happened because of us. Like, the audience did this. Like, uh, like Margot Robbie was not saying, hey, everyone, come dressed in pink. Or, like, Cinemark wasn't saying, like, hey, everyone, come dressed in pink. We'll give you a combo. Like, nothing. It came from us because we wanted to, man. Mm-hmm. And... I thought that was that was so neat. Like like we we kind of banded to we kind of did the thing of like really well organized people. It just did something just because it was fun. Just yeah. because it was fun, and that that was half the battle because uh, the movie itself. I just needed it to be good, and I thought it was great. I had a fantastic time with Barbie. Uh, what did you think? I, I I know you haven't seen, you haven't had your fix of Greta before. This was your first taste of Greta. Yes, it uh, was. And Jesus, what do you she, think? She is a frightening director because it is scary that she's not even in her prime. She's not. She is, and I. This is a compliment. Uh, yeah. And this is just a comparison. I'm not trying to say that like, oh, she's the male version. She's the female version of this director. I'm just making a comparison. She yeah. might be, and again, compliment the female Christopher Nolan because he, and here, let me explain. He was doing great movies from the beginning. He's always done great films from beginning to end that were always hitting different spots, talking about different things that were always consistently great. She, on, I think this is her third major motion picture, like, she decimated it. She killed. She didn't kill it. She bombed it, and I mean that in a good way. But I'm just, um, amazing philosophical film about a fucking transformer, like a toy, a a fucking Power Ranger doll. It, somehow they made Barbie this deep philosophical film about what it means to exist. Because like they they we'll talk about the story in a minute, but. They didn't take any easy way out. They made an incredible film that speaks to damn near everybody. They never took a shortcut. This film really doesn't have a villain, even. Like, it's it's just an exploration of the world. And and obviously, you and me are qualified to talk about this. Two, you know, uh, men in their late 20s are more than qualified enough to talk about the Barbie film and what it means to women. Um it's also crazy because this movie was meant to be a fuck you to 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 Nolan. Uh, did you know that? Yeah, yeah. The, it was the, released on the same day to to fuck with him, which is weird because failed. it failed because we saw that and we went, oh, double feature. Like that's like, well, do you believe that? Like, it's, well, because they're so different. Like yeah. on one side, you have a movie about like happy go lucky pink, or at least that's what you thought you were gonna get. And on the other side, the most devastating weapon the world has ever known. Like the only way this could have been a de- better double, a better feature is if they showed Barbie 
Oppenheimer, and then right after Oppenheimer, Godzilla, but the 1954 version. The funniest thing, because also, like, did you saw that the new Pikmin game came out, like, also on the same day? No. So, so yeah, Pikmin 4 came out also on, on, on the 20th. And people were saying, like, oh, I'm going to go watch Oppenheimer, then I'm going to go watch Barbie, and then I'm going to go back home and play Pikmin 4. Like, it's, it's going to be a whole deal. Um, Fuck it. If it works, it works, man. If it works, it works. Um... Yeah, no, my big thing with with this one, and yes, uh, I think it's better if we approach this with what you just said. Yes, we are two dudes in our 20s. Are we, is this going to connect with us the same way that it's going to hit with women? Obviously not. I am, I'm honestly so surprised that every single person that walked into that movie came out with like the same thought. Like every girl left that movie thinking like, oh man, my poor mother. And then, <laughs> and then, and then every guy just left that movie thinking, "I should get a, I, I should get a I am Knopf sweater." What are they selling that? Yes, <laughs> I already ordered mine. <laughs> you ordered yours? Yes. Where did you? Where did you order it from? Etsy. Ah, Etsy's fine. You're supporting yeah. an independent artist. It's fine. Actually, uh, if anything, I should take over Warner Brothers by ordering all my merchandise from independent makers. You know yeah. what? Don't feel bad. I mean that's great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also because Warner Brothers sold out like immediately, <laughs> but yeah, like immediately, like all, all all of our collective thoughts were like, I should get a I am Kenneth sweater, hell yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. yeah, and and but here's the thing, and it's important that we talk about this because it is the the central point of the movie. The movie presents the patriarchy in a very bare bones, like very direct kind of way. We have an expression in 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 Mexico, where especially in Spanish. Where if someone doesn't understand something and we get desperate, we go like, "I te lo enseño con monitos," okay? Like, and it, it, it means like, "Do you want me to show you with dolls so you understand it?" <laughs> yeah, this movie literally showed it with dolls so that we understood it. So if you don't, either you completely lack uh, a, like like literally analysis, or you just want it to be wrong because I don't understand how how much you wanted to explain it this movie very directly shows the patriarchy exists first of all you have to accept that it exists second it affects men too it affects men in this way too and that's why it's negative so if you walk out of this movie thinking this movie hates men fuck you you did not understood it at all you need to take some philosophy classes and go back and rewatch this movie a second time because oh god this movie's outstandingly great about talking about hard issues and i love the fact that they even acknowledge like some of the bad bit not bad bits but some of the honest bits where ryan gosson's character uh even ken at one point goes up to fuck i'm cutting into the story real quick even ken walks up to a guy and he goes do you guys patriarchy here and uh <laughs> the guy's like well we do this isn't this oh so you don't patriarchy and the guy looks around and goes no we still do that but we we have to hide it better now yeah it's like, oh my god, this is my my theater was laughing like a motherfucker. I broke out. I was the only one that laughed loud, like ha, when Barbie stopped. And you guys, you guys ever think of death and then everything just stopped? It's like ha. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, but let, let's start from the beginning. So the movie opens on stereotypical Barbie, uh, Margot Robbie in Barbie Land with uh, all the Barbies that do all the things. 
Shout out to inclusivity. We have a wheelchair Barbie, a Barbie that happens to be in a wheelchair. Uh, we have a Barbie with a prosthetic, several different Barbies with prosthetics. There was a transgendered Barbie. There was a plus-size Barbie. There was a Barbie that were of various ethnicities, like... Bravo. Yeah. In, the, in a non-condescending way, genuinely. Bravo. Same thing with cans. Like, we have all kinds of cans. That's true. They and they also come in all, all shapes or sizes. And the setup for the story is placed right from the start. What mm. I like about this movie is that it wasted no time in getting you into the story and, 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 and in getting you into the characters and the topics. The movie is very it's crystal clear what they're trying to say. It's very direct. Uh, I like how they the, the, there's a narrator, which is uh, Helen Mirren. She she's narrates the whole movie. And uh, she has this whole thing about, about, like, Barbie has the best day of her life every single day. But Ken only has a good day if Barbie sees him. And I went, oh, my God, he's literally me. That's <laughs> for real, for real. That's it. Yeah. No, but, like, it shows right from the get-go what Ken arc is going to be. Because, like, the movie tells us directly that men deserve better than to live in the shadow of others and base their entire identity on either trying to impress or dominate those that surround them. Mm -hmm. It's very direct. That's what I got from the from the storyline. And I got and as good as Margot Robbie is as Barbie, I hate to say this, but Ryan Gosling as Ken, one of the most incredible casting choices and decisions that have ever been made. This man was fucking hilarious like he took every single ounce of funny that he did in the nice guys and just multiplied <laughs> it by a hundred he every line that he would drop was so funny and like his expression and everything jesus like i was on the floor this is like best supporting actor or something like like i was this, gonna this mention that tender shit like he's so good in like both the dramatic scenes and the funny scenes. Like even the way that he would say Mojo Dojo Casa House. I was like, God damn it, Gosling. You're oh, oh, it was so good. I love I love how Ken he's never ironic. We we all buy into this film. There's never a point where I thought to myself, why the fuck don't they just take out their cell phone and call the cops? Or why are they like there was never a point where that happened happened this film set the rules and they went with it how do you get from the real world to barbie land well you have to do this 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 and this and they don't fuck with it they're never like oh this is dumb this would never happen no they just shut up and go on the journey and greta from the beginning made us trust her with that to go along with the ride um i love the fact that like this movie becomes an existential crisis from the very beginning. I thought, I was scared. I thought the film was going to be one of the following two things. Uh, well, sorry, one of the, the following things. So Disney, do you, have you ever seen Disney Channel original films? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you going to mention Life Size? Yes. I thought, it, that's the one where the toy becomes real to help the little girl, right? Yeah, with Tyra Banks, right? Yes, okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to go something along that route where she has to help the little girl find her happiness and then she learns something about herself and goes back i thought i had the movie figured out in the first like 10 minutes i was like oh it's one of those stories nope 
No, no, no. And they didn't take the easy way out by making Ken the villain. We'll talk more about that later. But I love the fact that they did the hard thing and didn't really have a villain. They more talked about social issues. Um, so, yeah. So, Barbie gets flat framed and has to go to the real world to deal with the problem. Um, and I love, I remember seeing the pictures of, of Margot Robbie in like the Barbie outfit, like on the rollerblades and punching oh, yeah. a dude in the face. I just remember thinking like, nice, like <laughs> perfect. And I saw it in the movie and I was like, I remember this one. Nice. Um, I, I, and I, I had to ask, like, is this really a common thing where women get catcalled? Cause I've never been around when it happened. I, I hate to say this. This is actually more common than, than, than I thought. Much more common than I thought. I didn't know that was a thing because I have never kept called a woman in my life. I've never seen it happen in front of me. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, it is a common thing. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's freaking terrifying to be a woman. Oh, and guys, guys, don't worry. I'm sure if you see a woman and you think she's attractive, I'm sure saying, hey, baby, you want me in your pants? I'm sure that'll make her want to sleep with you and have a relationship with you. I guarantee you, you want a woman to be attracted to you? Get the loudest fucking car that you can wear, never shower, and never brush your teeth. I bet you she likes that, you fucking knobs. As much as I love irony, I think the fact that, like I just said, they explained it with dolls and they didn't get it. I don't think irony is going to be like, I think that's going to work at this point if they're doing it directly. Mm. Um, yeah. So I like how we, we got this very quick scenes of like, they get to, they get to the real world, the rollerblading, they have the bright outfits and then right, right from the get go, like Barbie just goes like, I feel Something is off. Something is weird. And and, and Kim is like, something is awesome. People are looking at me. One woman even asked me for the time. And <laughs> they have these scenes like they see this billboard of like of like Miss Universe and they go like, oh look, the Supreme Court. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. <laughs> that was so good. Um, you know, um, she sees like this construction worker, so she goes like, Oh, great, positive feminine feminist energy. And it's like it's all men, and she's like, That's weird. We usually don't let them work, and but like also it's 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 it, it, oh, the writing in this movie they just fucking it's something it's like Elf, it shouldn't work but it did because it's it's like you're right slightly ironic but also somehow like topical but they're explaining it in such a way that like you said children can probably watch this movie and understand what they're talking about like oh. I feel like unsafe, but like unsafe within my own skin. Like I'm conscious, but of, of myself. Like, oh God, like Greta. Look, and I, I know we're in the middle of a Barbie movie, but I'm going to go on record and say this. If they don't have a director for the Supergirl movie, they need to get Greta. They need to get her, give her Supergirl and tell her her crisis is that she feels like she has to live up to her cousin and she doesn't know how to be her own person. Jesus, that would be and, good. And give her $200 million and just walk away. <laughs> you can even feature Harley Quinn in it if you want. Like, fucking go all the way. You know what's the next thing that Greta's going to do? What? Oh, she already got hired by Netflix to... They're going to reboot Chronicles of Narnia. And she's going to she's gonna direct the first two, and then she's going to hand it off to, like, next director. But she's going to be, like, the 
like the engineer, the architect for that series. Wait, like it's going to be a TV show or is it going to be like a film series? A series of movies, yeah. Oh, God, that's going to take up the next four years. Never mind. Yeah. Or, or Warner Brothers, give her the money that you pay Zalowski. She'll come along. Yeah. Uh, well, she has a good... Re- I mean, this was made by Warner Brothers, so, you know, the relationship is there. Mm-hmm. Um, they could very much do so. Um, I like... Uh, well, uh, you mentioned Elf. Let's talk about Will Ferrell. Like, he, <laughs> he plays, he plays the, the CEO of Mattel, and he has a room full of yes-men. Uh, who also uh, work on 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 Mattel and on Barbie, and they're in charge of it. But and it's all like men. The, yeah, but the weird, the funny thing is that they really care about feminism, and they don't care about money. Like it is about that. Like they're kind of set up to almost look like the villains, but then they're not the villains. Like they're actually good people who just want to keep balancing the world. Well, it's not because it's like, and I think we're giving CEOs way too much credit on that part. Yeah, but it's like. They're the not as evil. They're almost like the parents from Get Out, where it's like, if I could have voted for Obama a third time, I would have. Like they're trying yeah. really hard to be like not racist or in this case, like pro-feminism, but yeah. they don't see like, hey, look at your boardroom. How many dicks do we have in here? 16? All right. How many, how many, how many women do we have in here? Zero? Okay. All right. The, the, the ratio is not right. All right. We need yeah. at, at most eight dicks. To eight women yeah. at minute, and that, that's the minimum. But anyway, fucking uh, yeah, I like how <laughs> I like how they even have a scene where he goes like, "I am the son of a mother. I am the mother of a son. I have a female aunt. I have a, <laughs> I, I have a Jewish friend." <laughs> <laughs> I, I again, Will Ferrell. He's this might be the funniest movie he's done in a very long time, and he's not the lead, but it's very funny, and I will give him that. Oh man, what was the last time it was actually funny? Jesus. Um uh shit, Daddy's Home? I never saw those, so I don't know. Uh the other guys? I, that, I haven't seen that. that Damn you've never seen the other guys? No. Wow, you I got haven't. a problem. You got a problem, homie. I know you we recommended it at some point, but I, I saw Four Brothers instead, instead of watching that one. Okay, if you want a better recommendation, watch 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 Holmes and Watson. That one's great. Speak speaking of that, did you? I I, I know that sucked. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, speaking of that, did, did you saw the TikTok I sent you about about Nolan? No. Well, which so one? there's like so like they're in, they're interviewing him in like some radio show, and they ask him like, "Hey, so you know you do all these serious movies and stuff, but like, what's like your your relaxed movie? Like, what's the movie that you watch like?" If you're streaming or if you're just like chilling at home, you don't want to like pay too much attention. And 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 he goes, you know, I love Talagetta Nights. And they're like, what the fuck, Nolan? You like Talagetta Nights? And <laughs> he goes, and, and then Nolan goes, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he, he's actually a human. <laughs> I thought he was above us. I thought he was a philosophical like auteur. Who drinks wine I thought every that too. Like, it's really funny that this guy has no social media, no phone, no nothing. Like, he wants to like be left alone. Like, he doesn't care about lore or, or anything. And then he just goes like, "I love Talagena Nights." If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> like motherfucker, the illusion has been broken. 
<laughs> anyway, I, I just remember that because we're talking about Will Ferrell. But, you, know what, uh, you know what I would imagine? At Nolan's house, what? he doesn't have DVDs or streaming. He only has movies in like old school 8mm film. Even new oh, films, God. he converts it to like the 8mm film so he only watches it on his old projector. <laughs> that would be so expensive. But he can afford it. He doesn't have that Warner Brothers money anymore. Um, oh, believe me, he don't need Warner Brothers no more. But then did, again, neither do, you know do the writers. The Oppenheimer deal? Yeah, that he, he he said, "I want this much for budget, this much for marketing, like twenty percent of like the the gross." And like he already he has said, uh, eighteen million dollars for four days. He, yeah, but but then he said that, and then and, and then he said, and for like. I think like four weeks before and four weeks after, like uh, Universal cannot release another movie. Three weeks. Three, yeah, three weeks. Yeah. Um, oh, dude. I mean, those are his demands. If that's it, that's his fuck you pay me money. That's his fuck you pay me money. Um, which, God. by the way, Gre- by the way, I think Greta is getting to a point where she can she can do that now. Um, because look, I- because look, uh, Lady Bird and Little Women were not were they, they did okay. In 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 box office, they they did okay. I mean, Lady Bird was a small indie film, you know, distributed by by A twenty four. Fun fact: uh, Lady Bird is the highest. Um, what's it called? It's got the highest score in Rotten Tomatoes, like compared to like how many reviews it has. It's got ninety nine percent. There's only like one fucktar that, that that gave it a bad review just because he hates fun. He sounds like a he sounds like a douchebag. Yeah, like he, like he hates. Huh. Shit. Okay, go Ladybird. Yeah. So yeah, so Ladybird has ninety nine percent based on four hundred and one reviews. That is fucking insane. Can you imagine getting four hundred people to agree on something? I shit. I can't even get eight people to agree on something. Yeah. Have you have you tried to make plans with your friends? If if it's one friend, it's doable. If it's and two or more, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that was a problem. Anyway, um so yeah, so they, they get to the real world, they find Mattel. Oh, so before they leave, uh Barbie meets up with uh with Weird Barbie, played by uh played by um oh god, what was her name? Uh fucking SNL. She's Kate McKinnon. She's she's in SNL. Fun fact. She and Greta Gerwig were were roommates in college. Um, really? Yeah, that explains it. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, so awesome. Uh, so, but yeah. Yeah. So Kate McKinnon shows up, and she plays weird Barbie. She's like the Barbie that like was played with too rough, like got her ha- hair burn, and like yeah, all that. Which immediately, like, I didn't grow up with Barbies, but I grew up with a sister that had Barbies, and like, yeah, there's always one of them. And like, <laughs> yeah, and like my mom saw it, and then she told me like, "Oh yeah, we had one of those. We had a weird Barbie. We all had a weird Barbie." Um, yeah, <laughs> we, like call, we call her junkyard Barbie. Yeah, and so she shows up. She's great. She's she, she's really funny, and she gives her like this mission of like going to the real world and fix the relationship she has with this uh, the girl who's playing with her. Which immediately, I like how it's set up. I like that it's fast. And I like how they, they they set up that whole thing of like they offer her like this high heel or this Birkenstock sandal and just goes like which one would you choose? No, you 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 want the sandal? Take the fucking sandal. <laughs> and I, uh, this was a test. Yeah, this was a test. Like, yeah. Uh, so they have that, and then, and then that sandal comes back at the end. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. 
Um, yeah. So when so she gets to the human world, she has, she's looking for this girl. There's this very sweet little moment where um, Ken goes for a walk and Barbie just like sits in a bench and just trying to like tries to like get get all her her thoughts together and tries to like figure out what to do. And she has this vision of the kid with like playing with her mom and with the doll. And she sees the school and she knows where to go. And then there's that's like the one moment of the movie where it felt like there was no studio interference. Like Greta was not giving any notes because that moment felt like how the entirety of Lady Bird feels. There's a lot of quiet and a lot of silence and a lot of introspective like thinking. And then we have like this moment where like she kind of like cries and she lets herself be sad for a second, which she hasn't felt before. And then she has this moment where she like turns to like this, this is there's this older woman just sitting there. And then she kind of turns and it kind of hits you that like for Barbie, everything is pretty, everything is beautiful because that's all she knows. So she sees this older woman and her immediate thought is to just go like, You're so beautiful. Because for her, everything is. So like it's it's a really neat moment. And then it's undercut with like a little joke where like the woman going like, I know it. Like it's really you didn't like it? I thought it was kind of cute. I like it. It it was a cute moment. It's just, it's it's just that I'll be very honest, and this is this is where I don't think I should go, but I'm going to because it's my job. So I like this movie. I really like this movie. Out of the three Greta Gerwig directed movies, it's my least favorite. That's a stupidly high bar. That's terrifying. I know, and you haven't even seen the other two, right? Oh God. Uh, yeah. So, not saying I dislike this movie. Uh, on the contrary, I gave the, I gave this five out of five on Letterbox. Spoilers, but it's just that you can tell that there's a studio who's telling her like, "Hey, make sure to include this. Make sure to include that. Make sure to include this." And I'm sure that also Greta was happy to have like a big budget to do something big. Um, but I kind of craved more of those moments. Um, the movie's kind of on fast forward. It's it's going really fast. It's telling you the information. It's very direct. And I'm sure it was on purpose. But I wanted a few more of those moments. There are some moments later like that in the movie. But I wanted another moment like that one. And the one that we got was good. But Lady Bird is like chock full of moments like that. And I guess I wanted... Hmm. I kind of wanted more of that. Not not a complaint. Just saying that uh, that moment was... It was special because it was the only moment. Yeah. So fun... Well, not so fun fact. The studio actually wanted that scene cut. That was one of the... That was the only scene Greta, Greta had to actually put her foot down and be like, no, I'm fucking keeping Makes it. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I yeah. think it's a very important scene. Yeah. But we yeah. go from a beautiful moment with Barbie, you know, and uh, talking to someone to... To sad... To a kind of sad moment where Barbie essentially gets like... Gets read the riot act by Sasha, the little girl who thinks was the only the one that was playing with her, and Sasha just fucking goes off on her in the most mean way possible, telling Barbie, you know, you're the problem with the world. You make women feel bad about themselves. You do this. You you make us all look dumb. You're just like tearing into her. This little um, mean little girl who needs a good. Talking to, I'm going to use that word. Um, she's a teenager. She's at that age. That's yeah. not an excuse to be mean to people, especially people you don't fucking know. I agree, but that's how teenagers are. Uh, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying that's how they are. God, I was, um, just, I was an amazing teenager. 
so here's the thing. Uh, that line, as harsh as that, that, that scene, as harsh as it is, leads to one of my favorite line deliverers in the whole movie, which is when Barbie's crying outside of the school and she goes like, "She called me a fascist. I don't control the railways or the flow of commerce." Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that line so much. It's like, I don't control the railways or the flow of commerce. <laughs> oh, God. But it works. Ugh. I love that line so much. And then uh, I like how we get like this scene of like these black cars with like this like tough suits like just coming out and be like, and be like Miss Barbie, we're from Mattel. And she's like, Mattel, the mothership. Hell yeah. <laughs> goes with that. And I love how like no one there is like, oh, that that woman in pink is getting into all those into a black car with a bunch of guys, scary guys in suits. Nothing questionable here. But yeah. America Ferrera is like, nope, fuck this, and follows. Um yeah. and while that's happening, Ken learns about the patriarchy and horses. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, This is awesome. And we get just like a funny scene of him trying to God, I can't even beach pier. Why? You guys don't patriarchy? What's patriarchy? Oh my god, this is amazing. And he goes <laughs> back and tells all the Kens about the patriarchy and yeah. how to enslave the Barbies, which we'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> but then we get Barbie at Mattel, and there's like, like what, two, three great moments while she's at Mattel? We get that boardroom scene with Will Ferrell. Um, and yeah, then, but, dude, when they give her the water, and she like kind of like Splashes on her her face and, and goes like, "I'm I'm not used to that having things like yeah. I'm not used to that having liquid." <laughs> <laughs> it's that box like yeah. But I love how when she gets put in the box and she's like, oh, "Okay, she's just accepting," it. and then she has something that we like to call original thought. She yeah. says, mm, "I'm uncomfortable." Yeah, like, like finally, like saying something, doing something taking herself out of the situation, like letting herself feel these certain ways running. And she runs, she has, she runs into essentially her creator, although we don't know it at the time, Ruth. Mm -hmm. um, and they have a conversation over tea. And you even see Barbie, like she slurps it kind of weird. because She's like, I've never done this before. It's like, that's fine, dear. Don't worry. Um, yeah. And uh, she kind of tells her how to get out, runs to America for a, and we find out Barbie land is fucking real. And we get the mother and daughter story where the mom is like, I was playing with your old Barbies because I miss you because you're frankly a teenage bitch. And like, you don't talk to me. You, you don't interact with me. You, you, you're a mean little girl. And I kind of miss it when you were smaller and cuter. Yeah. Which is a valid feeling. And, um, I like how they, they, this is really funny just a very random scene but like when they mentioned that like that she because they didn't mention the dad before so i was like oh maybe she's like a single mom but then they're like oh well no that's home he'll be fine and then they show like her husband <laughs> just sitting at home played by america's for her actual husband just like fucking with duolingo <laughs> for like a, for like a hot second just like boligrafo boligrafo Bolivia, like, hey, so, it was such a cute little scene. Like, he was like, like, "That's you," because I, I do, <laughs> I do use Duolingo. I'm trying to get better at my Spanish. All right, yeah, 
Yeah, and that's good. That's good. But yeah, but he was so proud of himself. And then at the end, he comes back and he goes like, si se puede. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. It was oh, a cute moment. Yeah. I like um, all this. But yeah, so then they go. So Barbie takes uh, America Ferrera and the daughter to Barbie land. And little by little, they're like, they're, the daughter's warming up. You know, she's she is getting like enchanted by, by, by all this. And then when they get there... First of all, before they even reveal like what's happening in Barbie Land, there's a quick little moment where like uh, Ferrara just asks Barbie and, and goes like, "Where do the cans go at night?" And she goes, "I don't know," which kind of confirms that they've never for a second even thought about it. <laughs> like that was the first time they even considered it. Like. I but, don't know. <laughs> which is fucked up. Like, and I love that they went there. Um, yeah. Fun fact, Barbie land is all practical, right? Yeah. Did, did you know that there was actually a shortage of pink paint in Hollywood for two months because of this Good. film? Good. Good use of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she gets, they get back to Barbie land and like the president is serving beer. The Mount Rushmore has horses on it. The Supreme Court has been replaced. And all the women are now these servers and, and beer ladies and French maids. Yeah. Why do you know what that that is? But anyway, regardless. Um, it's in the books. Also, also, quick, quick little scene. But so there's a there's there is a mermaid Barbie played by Dua Lipa. And then there is a Ken Merman. And he's played by John fucking Cena, man. And do 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 indeed. There was there so there so before so when they released like the pictures of uh of uh of Dua Lipa as like Mermaid Barbie. First of all, they, they made this whole thing about how so that Barbie specifically, the doll, when you put her hair in water, like her hair would change color. Like that was a whole thing. Uh-huh. Um and so that, that's why they show like three of them with like different hair colors. And there was a comment that was like, her wig looks like shit. And then pe- people were like, it's supposed to look like shit. It's supposed to look like a doll. Like that was the whole thing. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I agree. But then why did they make John Cena's wig look so goddamn beautiful? Because that that shit was flawless. Like those <laughs> curls were were wonderful. I mean. <laughs> It's 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 John the Q Cena, ladies and gentlemen. All right, he's the he's peacemaker. You better make him look good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So we have that. Uh. The Barbie Land is no longer Barbie Land. It's gonna be Kendom. Ken. Yeah. Kendom. And, and uh, they have two days before they ratify the Constitution to make the Kens in charge. Yeah. So they have that. Uh, they changed everything. Now there's horses everywhere. Uh, there's beer and mini fridges and and uh, workout stuff and guitars and uh, and everyone is having a great time except for uh, Alan played by Michael Sarah who's just just nailed it. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was very uncomfortable. It was the I mean Michael Sarah has been professionally playing an uncomfortable person for the past ever since he was a child and he was in Arrested Development and he just like. 
I think he was like next to Ken, he was probably like the most perfectly cast person in the entire movie because he was freaking wonderful. Um on fucking point yeah, every, all the way through. Every line delivery that he had was great. Uh but yeah, so we have we have these cans and they're all like taking over, but they have like this very narrow-minded and very stupid perspective on what the patriarchy is. Like, they do very dumb, it's very simple. Like you can tell that it's not even coming from a place of malice. Like they just don't know. So, yeah. But I love the fact that when him and Barbie have that argument in front of people, all oh, trouble in paradise, he yeah. makes a valid point. He's like, it sucks, doesn't it? To be treated like that, to be dismissed, to be a second thought or an afterthought, to be not cared about. It hurts, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying he was right. He did steal her house. But they didn't make him a full-on villain they more or less made him what did they make him they made him a ken they made him a ken um and so barbie becomes depressed decides to give up but then we get this maybe the best scene in the film or definitely one of the best when america ferrera goes on a monologue about how women how the world views women but also how women view the women and I and I looked at Nikki and I was like, "Is all this true?" She's like, "You have no fucking clue." Um, <laughs> she's like, "You have to be a boss, but not bitchy. You have to uh, be well dressed, but not like slutty. You, if you have sex on the first date, you're a whore. But if you don't, you're a prude." Um, so like, all this stuff is going on, and it's just like, "Oh my god!" All it, it's it it, it snaps barbie out of it and they, it's how they begin to snap other barbies out of it is hearing this monologue about what life is and it, it's almost like the real world like breaks your disconnect if that makes sense yeah yeah but yeah um yeah it's definitely like the scene that people are going to talk about a lot and it's definitely the scene that is the more like breaking the fourth wall like it is telling us like it's, it's telling us the message like very directly there's even a moment where like barbie kind of like sits there and be like but i'm i'm not pretty anymore i'm ugly and like the narrator breaks the fourth wall on purpose and just goes like no to the filmmakers like margot robbie's a terrible choice if you if, if you want to make this kind of point um <laughs> yeah um there's definitely like the scene that people are gonna leave the movie talking about and i like how from there they devise a plan like okay we're gonna break the cans by kind of like setting them against each other and getting the Barbies back one by one. And I like how all of it is based on things that we guys actually believe and do. Because a lot of people, a lot of guys took offense to this scene because mm -hmm. they were like, they were like, I'm not like that. Yes, you are. It's okay. Accept it. What part? I, I also think that sitting in front of a girl and playing guitar at her while making while, while, while making like eye contact is gonna make her mouth. Of course, I believe that. Okay, is it true? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. I think that, and I'm not the only guy that thinks that. Okay, where did you not feel called out on the scene where the or the where they were like pretend you've never seen The Godfather and ask him to, to, <laughs> to talk about it, talk about it the entire time. You didn't feel called out about it because I it's okay did. It's okay if you want. Okay yeah. you want. But here's they're such douchebags. You don't have no, you've never seen The Godfather. Not, Do you want to watch it? No, that's cool. 
Yeah, but there's a di- but but that's the thing. A lot of guys don't. A lot of guys just love hearing themselves talk. Hence, why we have this podcast. And it, I mean, it's true. It's fucking true. I'm I'm our I am our biggest fan. Okay. And I, mean, that's okay. I, I thought we had this podcast because we're friends and we, we want do. to talk about movies, but like we okay. do. You just want to we hear do. yourself talk. I I am uh. I am a one I am a wonderful <laughs> conversator, my friend. Like I'll I'll wax poetics about a good cookie. And <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but mostly mostly because of that. Uh but yeah, no, the the main thing is that all of these things that they do where they go like Pretend you never played a sport. He's going to show you how to do it. Like all of those things, they're based on our reality that we as guys, we do do that. And it's not bad to accept it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on a reality. It's every good joke is based on something true. And I cannot get offended by something that is inherently true. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like there's, there's bound to be like, things of that nature and i think and you know people are always saying like oh women can take a joke a lot of guys are offended by this scene i mean do you even feel called out when one of the barbies said like i felt like i was in a trance when all i could think about was sex snyder's justice league and then i kind of broke out of it like i was like why like what did why what (laughs) <laughs> Am I a part of the douchebags and I don't know? No, it? no, it's okay. It's just it's okay to accept when sometimes something that we do is not as original to us as we thought. Like it is a thing that a lot of guys do. <laughs> it's okay. Girls have those things as well, but we're not here to talk about those. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so yeah. <laughs> And also, you have to give balls to Warner Brothers because, like, Warner Brothers financed this movie and they also financed, like, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, <laughs> it's kind of a self-shot. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to shoot yourself in the foot. Please go watch yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> um, and also, like, I'm convinced that they did The Godfather because they couldn't do, like, I don't know, like, Fight Club or... Uh, Top or Gun. They couldn't do... Top, but not, uh, maybe not Top Gun, but, like, uh, Pulp Fiction or fucking I don't know what's another one uh, if it's not The Godfather's Pulp Fiction it's Pulp Fiction it's like Fight Club if it's not Fight Club it's like I don't know like a movie like that uh, and that's okay that's fine like it's it it happens um, when he when he started playing that, that that song on the guitar it was Smashbox 20 I can guarantee you they wanted to use fucking uh, Wonderwall but they didn't because they probably probably Oasis wouldn't clear it but yeah, pretty funny that like he plays the song, he plays it for like four hours, and then every Ken is playing the same song, and there's like one of them who's on drums. Like it's it's such a funny visual, man, and it's based on like a universal truth, and I think that's what makes it funny. Oh, I can man. laugh at myself; it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So while they're doing all this, the Kens have a battle. The two main yeah. Kens, uh, which are stereotypical Ken and tourist Ken. Oh, so it's so it's Beach Ken and uh, then uh, tourist Ken, and then uh, Shang Chi Simu Liu plays uh, tourist Ken. Yeah, tourist Ken. Yeah, and th- they have this like dance off where like they get all greasy, and I'm just like, oh my god, what the fuck? This movie was as close to everything ever all at once as I think we've ever gotten since then. <laughs> 
as far as like getting super better, then they're fighting, and then Ryan Gosling does a song, and I'm just like, I love this. I Hannah God have probably listened to that song about four times in the past like two days. <laughs> to uh, <sighs> I'm just Ken, and I'm enough, and I'm great at doing stuff. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Slash from Guns N' Roses plays guitar on that song? I'm shocked, but not surprised. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so the can the cans have a can off at the beach, where uh, they even mentioned like, "We, how are we gonna fight with the other cans? We don't have any guns." And it's like we don't need guns. We got tennis paddles. <laughs> like they, oh, they even have like that scene. They do like a whole thing, and I like that it ends. And then one of the cans just just goes up to Ryan Gosling can and, ju- and just goes like, "Hey, where are we supposed to sign the thing today?" And it's like. We're supposed to sign the thing today, right? Yeah, yeah. We forgot. We forgot about. It. And then the Barbies are like over it. here, just yeah, just like accepts it. Like the all the all the Barbies are like over here, like signing and winning and alive and everything. Oh yeah. man! And then and then we get a great fucking scene with Barbie and Ken. Like the Barbies took back uh, Barbie Land or whatever, and the Kens are like, but. Like, can we not be treated like garbage anymore? Can we have our own place? You can have a judge on the circuit court. We'll take it. We got to start somewhere. Um, yeah. Even the then, narrator goes like, goes like, uh, and not, and and maybe, maybe just one day, one day, the cats will have as much power in Barbie Land as the women have in the real world. Like, like, they even, uh, yeah. if, shots fired. Um, shots fired. Yeah. But then we get a great scene with Ken and Barbie where they're reconciling so much like ken apologizes for everything he did and he's like i didn't want a beach i just i was tired of being ignored i wanted to feel like a somebody i just wanted someone to care and respect me and barbie's like i'm sorry you felt that way no i mean there's like a line that really cuts crying in the bed and she and she goes like it's okay to cry and he goes i'm a liberated man i know that crying's okay yeah yeah, yeah, but then like he stands up, and the that line is pure Greta gold. Like, there's a moment where like he just goes like, "I thought that one day this would be our house." Like that's, and it kind of hits you. Yeah, like, it hits you in that moment because it's true. Like Ken only exists as an accessory. He is no different than a handbag or a car. Like that's, he's just he's just Ken. Like that's that's what he is. And she goes like, "Well, you have to." Be your own person like besides that and he goes i don't know how like that's i don't know i've never been that uh he says this beautiful line where he goes i only exist in the warmth of your gaze like and i was like that's a that's a very great line that's a Amazing. very great line. outstanding and, yeah and but that's when it hits you like you are just ken like you're not barbie and ken like you are just ken and that's that's the message that I think they're trying to give to the guys in the audience. Like, hey, you are not your girlfriend. You're not your partner. You also have to be your own person, um, which I think is a very important message because I think a lot of people see marriage and love as like the end game. And they don't think, oh, I should develop myself in order to, you know, be a good partner. They kind of only think I'll be a partner one day and that will fix everything. And it doesn't. Like, if you're in a relationship, even if you're in a long-term relationship or even marriage, like, there's going to be things that you're going to disagree. And the most wonderful thing is that there's going to be things that you're going to discover that are new about this person. And you kind of only discover those things if you're not around to see them. So, 
Yeah. I think that's the message that they're trying to give to the guys. Like, hey, you're not your partner. You are more than that. Be yourself and everything else will be okay. You have to um, be your own person. You have to be your own person. Because, yeah, if you're with someone like 24-7, if you become a point where you're a body with two hats instead of like two unique people, like what are you going to talk about at the end of the day? The other person was there. And, yeah, and Ken had to learn that lesson. He develops that. He learns it and he throws his foam mink to the other Ken's. And mm-hmm. gets his uh, "I am Kenoff" sweatshirt, and uh, and we all clap because. It's <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I remember uh, th- there's a line from Rob from Comics Explained where he says, and he talks mostly about comics, but he even makes a point of like talk, giving like advice to the audience, and he says, "Guys, don't be one of those people that's a nice guy and just like, why isn't she dating me? I'm so nice. Like, no, if you're a guy, be a guy worth dating, and if you're a woman, be a woman worth dating. Be be individuals. Don't 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 be those people." Be, yeah. be be individuals but um but yeah barbie uh they get to a point where it's like she wants to go back to the real world and that's when ruth shows up and will ferrell's like oh that's the ghost of the founder she haunts the 17th floor <laughs> <laughs> she has uh, an office in the 17th floor um <laughs> uh, and and her and barbie go off for a walk and she tells her how she was created and you know why like she was meant to be like a guide or something to play with the best friend whatever and Barbie tells her how she wants to go to the real world. She wants to exist. And she says, Are, I cannot in good conscience let you go without making it very clear to you. Ideas live forever. But people, we live, but then we die. Yeah. And we get the sequence that it's, I love that I'm conscientious during films. Like, I, I don't just like get sapped in. I'm aware I'm watching a movie. So I can look around at the audience to see what's happening. And during that scene, we get a beautiful moment where we see the life of a child, of, of, a, of a woman, from birth to adolescence, to teenager, to growing up, heartbreak, marriage, becoming a mother, getting old, death. We see all that happen in this beautiful sequence to Billie Eilish's What Was I Made For? And I remember at that moment, I looked at Nikki and she was crying. And I looked around the theater behind me and there was not a fucking dry eye in the entire goddamn theater. I dare you to find someone that wasn't bawling during that scene. I got yeah. misty-eyed myself, I'll be honest, because that was a beautiful scene. Yeah. So, um, also, fun fact, all of those uh, all those people, they are the families of, like, crew members that worked on Barbie. Really? Did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, like, real people that, like, they, like, someone was, like, someone was editing the movie and was, like, I have a clip of my mom hugging me as a kid. Can I use that? And Greta was like, sure, kid. Why not? Uh, like, <laughs> it was beautiful. just like, yeah. And it's a very human moment. And uh, Rhea Perlman plays uh, Ruth, uh, who's the, uh, the the creator of Barbie. Uh, Rhea Perlman has a long standing history. She's like a character actress. She's been a long, long time. And she could pass for like the real, the real Ruth. Like she, she, she was really good. And I like how they even she takes a couple of cracks at herself. Like uh, I had a couple of officials with the IRS, but that's another movie. Um, <laughs> Did they actually yeah. make a movie about that? I would watch that. <laughs> no, no, but they should. Um, Greta, get on it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great like cathartic scene at the end where like uh, Barbie lets herself like cry and feel it, and uh, and 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 the movie. Um, Afterwards ends with like her going to the real world and and having like her first day outside and it ends I think in the most perfect way that a movie like this can end, which is uh she gets a ride from 
Ferreira, the daughter, the husband, who's uh, who's learning better English, and they wish her good luck. She gets out. She's wearing the sandals. She's wearing the, the I didn't notice sandals. that. I did yeah, not notice right, that. They're, they're pink. They're pink. Uh, but yeah, she's wearing the Birkenstock sandals. She walks to uh, to an establishment. I did. I didn't know where she was going into. I thought she was going to like a job application or something. Same. Yeah, but she like walks in and they go like, uh, they they go like, "How can I help you?" And she goes like, uh, "I like to see my gynecologist." And the movie ends. And knocked that- it out of the park. I wish that every kid that went into that movie left by immediately turning to their parents, ready to ask them what a gynecologist does. And then being like, wait, why is my dad crying? Why is my mom crying? <laughs> oh, man. And again, this movie had no right. No fucking right to be this good. It would not have been this good if, if Amy Schumer wasn't it. I will go on record right now. I dare to say it would not have been this good if Gal Gadot wasn't it. Because initially, Margot Robbie was just set to produce. Gal Gadot was supposed to play Barbie, but due to scheduling conflict, she couldn't. So Margaret was like, well, fuck it. I guess I'll take the role. Sunglasses and tote. Um, Which, outstanding film in every capacity that you can imagine. I mean, Margaret Robbie has been giving us, like, nonstop good performances. Really? Like, since Wolf of Wall Street to uh, her turn in in, as Harley Quinn to Tanya to... Tanya to Babylon to Bombshell to fucking uh uh did I mention once upon a time in Hollywood? Um uh Babylon Babylon Amsterdam, I'll go on record saying that one was good. Uh Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Her one little scene in Asteroid City also. Uh-huh. Uh like her monologue there. Um yeah, she's awesome. She she knocked it out of the park here. And every this to me, this movie to me is like the example of having all these elements in your in your movie and using them all to the best way that you can. Like this movie wasted no time, wasted no seconds. Every actor and actress is locked in. Uh, everything about this movie works, and I don't. Oh God, I cannot think of like. Good job, man. Good job, Greta. Good job, everyone involved. I would happily see this again in theaters if someone, like, just just for funsies. I mean, I watched Spider-Verse three times in theaters, so why not? Um, but yeah, this this is going to be another 10 out of 10 for me. Like, I had a freaking blast, and uh, I, I do see it ending up in my top 10 of the year. What do you think? I, God, it's, we might have to crank it up to our top 15, because between this and Oppenheimer... Across the Spider Verse and so many other films, ah, I, it's it is very crowded. Will this be my top ten? I can almost guarantee it. It's gonna be a very tough year this year for our top ten list, man. Like it's gonna be a hard fucking year. Definitely, um, because I, uh, God, it's been so good. Like this year so far has been so good. I cannot wait to see the rest of the year. Uh, brings us. What would you score this? Uh, a plus. A plus. A plus. Right. I I highly recommend it to everybody. What about you, mate? What's your score for this one? Ten out of ten. I I don't have any complaints really. Um, 
uh, question. After this, are you interested in watching the other Greta movies or, or not? Very, now, yeah, very much so. Yeah. I would be shocked if this film didn't get at least two Oscar nominations. It'll probably get costume. I think, I think it deserves editing, possibly editing. Um, definitely, definitely production design, just for I, the sets. Yeah, um, but I do think Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling should be nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actor at minimum. Yeah, fuck it, throw America Ferrera in there too for supporting. Like, I'll take it. She, yeah, I mean, yeah. she said everything that like everyone's thinking. So fuck it, go with it. Yeah, and nominate Greta because it was a fucking shame. It was a fucking nightmare that uh, when she did Little Women. Little Women was nominated for everything except Best Director. Fuck you, Academy, for that. Like, how could you nominate everything except the director? Well, what was what was what came out that year? It was for Lady Bird or for Pretty Women? No, she she was nominated for Little Women. She was nominated. No, no, for Lady Bird, she was nominated. Oh, not Pretty Women. Little Women. Oh, Little Women. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah Pretty so, Woman uh, is a different one. Is uh, yeah. yeah, it's from the nineties. Yeah, so it got nominated for Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Costume Design, Best Original Score. And you don't nominate it for her for directing? Like, fuck you, Academy. What else was there that year? That year, it was uh, 2020. So it was the year of, like, Parasite, the year of Joker, the year of 4v Ferrari, Irishman, Georgia Rabbit, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right, so I'm going go on record here for Best Director. Let me see. I mean, okay. for Best okay. Director, like, it was Parasite, um, Scorsese for Irishman, Joker, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, 1917, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You could have squeezed her in there. There's so Come much on. There's so much dick in that. Uh, oh, God, I think I'm channeling my inner Fernie. I'm so sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> you can take out Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, and I say that as someone who liked The Irishman. No, he didn't. You can take out Todd Phillips for joke. Yes, you, you sit the fuck down. I, I I took out the Irishman. I you sit you sit the fuck down. Oh my god, no! I'm sorry. Like I think Todd Phillips is hell overrated. I don't think he deserved that. But Joaquin Phoenix won the literally won the Oscar that year. Yeah, yeah. But Joaquin Phoenix will win an Oscar if he did a Wonder Bread commercial. Like that's not. It's not. Uh... <laughs> it's not about Todd Phillips. I don't think it was Todd Phillips at all. Yeah. All right then. I don't. I. I hope Joker. Uh, Fole Dukes. I don't. I can't pronounce it. I hope that's great. It's supposed to be a musical, partially. I hope. I hope it shuts me up. I hope it shuts me. I hope it's great. I hope it's fantastic. I hope it breaks all the records. But yes, yeah, so, so it's pronounced Folia Du. Folia Du. Uh, I've always been wanting to ask people how do you pronounce it. <laughs> I know it because it was the name of a Fall Boy album in like the two thousands. Oh, you fucking would. <laughs> you fucking would. If it was uh, an Eminem album, you would know. So uh, so that is the Barbie review. Uh, we're going to do Oppenheimer in a few days because uh, it's, uh, yeah, we're adult people with jobs. So it's, it's hard. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Remember to check out uh, the links for the, uh, the, the actor and writer strike. It's important that we keep supporting them in any way that we can. If it's just uh, being informed and being aware, uh, 
that's half the battle. And uh, fuck you, CEOs, pay your writers. Um, I anything agree. else you want to add? Um, no, eat the rich. Yeah. Also, go and hug your mother if you still have one, because, I mean, look at go, this movie. Go tell your mom you love her, if she's a good person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so that's that's Barbie. That's the review. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chema. I've been Eddie. And this was The Rollback. Signing off with a reminder that you are enough. Bye, everyone. All right. <laughs>